0: what's going on everybody welcome to the performance plus programming podcast and today we're switching roles here so typically coach johnny b is either interviewing myself or pamela about a certain topic but today we are talking about something that is 100% not (laughs) pamela or my skill set and that is zone to the long steady state cardio stuff that's what johnny lives for and we're going to talk about (laughs) why more CrossFit athletes need to be doing zone two uh, style of fitness training. So um, just for for some background here on why we're talking about this. So we just got back from the CrossFit games and uh, Johnny, Pamela, and I were actually joking around a lot at the games when we were hanging out on how like the three of us have complete opposite interest in the fitness space. Like Johnny wants to go for the long run, really long, grindy Metcon, but hates doing barbell based stuff. Uh I hate the long steady state stuff. I love the barbell. I think anything over five reps of the barbell is cardio. And then Pamela doesn't want to do that long stuff. She doesn't want to lift heavy. She just wants to swing around on the pull-up bar or walk on her hands, those sorts of things. So, like if you have a Venn diagram, we are all three like the the outliers there that somehow like pull this together or uh, cross it right in the middle it, and into one thing, which
1: I think is hysterical because Pamela is obviously from a, like at least a visual standpoint, much fitter than both of us. And so I feel like maybe yeah. we're missing it there with, we should just be hanging on rings and bars and getting upside down and we would be good. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can barely stand up because my knees are so achy from long runs right now. Uh, and you get a tweak back from pulling 600 pounds. <laughs> We're missing it. We should be on the gymnastics, but, uh, yeah, let's, we're talking about zone two cardio. Um, and the reason that I think it's important is because if you take, um, observationally and then measurably with CrossFit athletes is probably the least trained thing. So, especially in general population, we go to Metcons every day. Um, most people love a six to nine minute workout that has a heavy barbell and a gymnastics movement in it. Uh, but they don't, and going long is 12 to 15 minutes. Like they don't really train outside of that. And so they never, ever really hit this kind of like lower intensity. Um, heart rate piece where your heart is, uh, able to fully expand and get blood all the way in and then pump it into the lungs. Um, we're always using that kind of fast, like rabbit pitter patter pace, uh, of a heartbeat when we're, we're training. So, uh, by not training that we're leaving a big old fat hole in our fitness, which I always observe and think is funny. Um, and the classes that I coach, I'll get athletes that are very good CrossFit athletes that are out of breath when we're doing like anything in a warmup that lasts longer than ten minutes. like they'll'll we'll be you know biking on a uh uh echo bike. I don't really, and then all of a sudden, they're like "I'm dying, dude, I gotta stop this I'm like, dude, you just freaking did Diane in three and a half minutes like how are you dying?" so um it's important, and it's it's very, very, very missed. um I think the oh what are you gonna say?
0: Let's start by defining what zone two is for people that aren't really familiar with that terminology.
1: So zone two is going to be different for every person, um, but it's a percentage of max, uh, max heart rate. Um, So most people are going to define that is somewhere in the neighborhood between like 30 and 50 to 55% of your maximal heart rate. Um, And again, there's I mean, a whole maximal
0: heart rate is going to typically be defined as 220 minus your age, age. Yeah, it is kind of a decent starting point,
1: G- general starting point. Right. But then again, you have complete, it's so different, know. super fit yeah. people. Um, and the, the other problem with the zone two thing is, uh, every coach kind of uses different zones. When you get into conditioning training, some people use a six zone system. Some people use a five. So when we say that we're talking about uh, a five zone system, um, and at this pace, the important thing is, is more the physiology. So at this pace, something happens, uh, called eccentric ventricle hypertrophy, meaning the left ventricle of your heart, uh, gets bigger and over time that eccentric, um, eccentric stress on it creates an adaptation that makes it better at filling with blood and then pumping out. But it can only happen when we're working at that percentage, right? So when we start going faster, it's more of a concentric ventricle hypertrophy versus at that pace. Um, And so if you're always just hitting a high anaerobic or high aerobic uh, pieces, you're kind of missing this. And that aerobic base actually will make you faster without doing anything else. And in the endurance world, um, they start people like they'll start high level marathon runners and they'll say, Hey, you're only allowed to run around this track as fast as you can stay on heart rate zone two based off your heart rate monitor. And they just keep, progressing people slowly over time, it takes years and years and years to get an aerobic base built enough, built big enough where they can really go for a, you know, sub two hour marathon. Um, but in CrossFit, we don't do that, right? Because it doesn't fit into a class structure to have everybody sit on a bike for an hour and just
0: sit there and go kind of like slow. Um, but it's important. So we should do it. Just to make sure we get those numbers right again, you said that it's generally defined as like 30 to 50% of somebody's maximal heart rate. 30 to 50%. Of somebody's heart rate. So in order to do zone two cardio, do we have to have a heart rate monitor?
1: No, an easy way to do it is you want to still be able to talk, but it should be like considered right at the edge of conversational. So like the end of your sentence, you should kind of start trailing off because you need to breathe again or you're out of breath. Um, and that's, that's a really easy way to do it. Um, Another there's guys out there like Brian McKenzie that are super into breath stuff that say like, you should be able to, you're out of zone too. If you go like more than a hard nasal in hard nasal out breath. Uh, but I find that to be a little, mm. little harder to do than just say like you're
0: like with breathy conversations. Yeah. I think in the nose would be terribly difficult to do. I'd yeah. rather, you know, run with somebody or be with my yeah. workout partner and just, make sure the whole time we can have a little bit of a conversation or track with a heart rate monitor and heart rate monitors these days are also just so insanely cheap. Like you can find them for 40, 50 bucks on Amazon that actually work pretty well. Um, and then have a Bluetooth connection to your smartphone. So if you're somebody like me that literally needs to see numbers on an app telling me when I'm going too far, too fast, then pick up a heart rate monitor. I really struggle with zone two because I just want to take off and go. I was a football player. I was a pole vaulter <laughs> prior to CrossFit. I don't think I'd ever run more than 50 yards in my life. So that's what I want to do. You can tell me we're running a 5k and you're going to see me run like a five second, 40 yard dash to start it and then die for the rest of the 5k. <laughs> so that's you're, you're field, just
1: straight lie. into like neuromuscular power, mm-hmm. like just pretty much it's all anaerobic and then die. Uh, The best
0: thing I've ever done for my cardio was when my wife started to train for a half marathon and she's just she's a generally slow runner. I would force myself to run with her and having to go obnoxiously slow was the only way that I could get myself to not go into pure on sprint zone.
1: It's hard, man. And that's, I think, another thing that when you come out of a bit of a competitive mindset like CrossFit offers, and then you go into this thing where if you set your heart rate for, let's say, 60%, which I think is a pretty, like, if everybody uses 60% of their max heart rate for zone two, it will be pretty spot on for a CrossFit athlete. Um, but if you set your, your, Heart rate monitor or whatever device you're tracking with to beep at you when you hit anything above that. A lot of times you're going to be walking and it hurts your freaking ego to be like, damn, I can only walk in heart rate zone two. And it's just it's boring. It's not fun. Uh, but it it truly is like a huge piece of developing that base for fitness.
0: Uh yeah. My my zone two workout yesterday was 10 minutes on the rower, 10 minutes on the bike erg, 10 minutes um really slow ski erg, and then a twenty-minute run, and that run was run a hundred yards, walk a minute. Cause mm-hmm. If I ran more than about a hundred yards at that point in the workout, I was getting out of zone two, and I had to stop and force myself to just do a decent-paced walk.
1: Did you feel like the heat had an impact? I don't know what time of day you were training, but it's hot in the south right now.
0: That was three PM. Yeah, And started. So, yeah, yeah. That so, so a hundred
1: yards, all of a sudden, your heart rate to the roof just because it's hot. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, and those are other variables that matter too. Like if you train in the morning or you train in the winter, it's gonna be uh, you're be moving faster and still staying in that zone. Um, and in the afternoon, it's probably gonna suck, especially if you're in the south and you're gonna be walking a lot. Uh, but there are creative ways. I love that. Do you have any other things that you do personally for zone two?
0: It's usually some kind of combination of of stuff like that. Like I, you're never gonna get me to sit on a bike or And do that for 45 minutes, unless I'm like watching TV simultaneously. I still like it to be this, you know, moving between stations type stuff. Um, I'm getting over the last bit of a back pain rehab issue. So one thing I was doing a couple of weeks ago was I would do my rehab exercises in a cycle like that. So every five minutes I was doing like 10 reverse hypers, um, a handful of bird dog rows and then getting on the rower or something like that so that I was getting my rehab done at the same time I was getting my zone two in, just stuff like that. When it comes to like your exercise selection though, when you're doing zone two, you got to think pretty low level stuff. Like you're not, you're not even doing an empty barbell thruster most of the time when you're talking zone two, it's gotta be fairly easy exercises in general. Uh that's
1: rucking uh or using a weight vest and doing like a fast shuffle is another great way if you really struggle with like I need to feel like some sort of yeah. suffering while I do this. You can stay in zone two and feel terrible from the rucking, but like yep. um get
0: that aerobic benefit at that pace. So that's another one. vest on it a couple of weeks ago. Bent arms pumping, <laughs> looking like you're power walking, you feel like <laughs> yeah. a giant dork doing it, but it is a great way to stay really consistent in that zone and you definitely look
1: like a giant dork from a third party too (laughs) like i have a neighbor that does this all the time he like is in love with rucking he does all the events and when i see him going down the road i'm like dude i don't care i know you do 50 hours of rucking like in a row but you still look ridiculous doing it it's freaking funny uh I love that idea of putting your rehab in there. Cause that's you like low, low level, lowish level things like that with yeah. a little bike row that will keep
0: your brain entertained. I sure. do some arm pump stuff too. Like I'll hit, um, you know, some band tricep push down some band hammer curls and then short, slow jog and turn that into a couple of rounds. I just like mixing a bunch of stuff together. Yeah.
1: The way, a uh, way that I love that's in our, um, build your engine program is to start so in that program and most endurance programs that use a machine you're going to use your wattage your ftp um your 20 minute max average or average value uh, to find out where you start. But you start at a percentage of your wattage that is very, very low and easy to sustain. And then every five minutes, increase it by an interval. And for the first, let's say it's a 40 minute session, you're going to do the first 30 minutes. You're staying in zone two or high zone two, maybe like bottom of zone three. And then the last 10 to 15 minutes turns into your heart rate just exploding. And but it's a good way where you can at least get 30 minutes of zone two work in and then feel like you just crush yourself at the end and bring it back. But that's um that program specifically has a ton of uh periodized zone two work in there that is intentionally less boring than sitting on a biker or an indoor cycling train or a Peloton or something, just freaking staring at nothing biking. Are you able to work? This is a totally side question, but are you able to work while you're doing zone two? Can you answer
0: emails? No, no, I can't. My problem is, is if I try to answer emails or something like that, I will get so caught up in answering the email that I'll actually start cycling or whatever I'm doing too fast. <laughs> so, it, it, it takes so you get like, ramped like TV in front of me with the heart rate monitor right below that. Or just doing like some of the cycle type stuff that we talked about where I'm entertained enough by constantly changing what I'm doing. But yeah, I'll I'll zone out and just start going a little too hard answering emails. Or what if I could?
1: I do too. I, it drives me crazy. I, uh, I'm in my Ironman training cycle right now and it's a lot of zone two stuff, like a ton of zone two stuff. And it just feels like it's so wasteful to just like sit on a, freaking bike and like ride that slow and not be able to do anything else. But like, I've, you know, tried to answer emails, tried to do other things and the result is not good. So it's just like, all right, this is good. I'm going to sit here and stare at my watch and listen to a podcast.
0: Yep. Podcasts where it's out or audio book. Yeah. Let's Uh, jump back into physiology a little bit. You had mentioned earlier the eccentric loading on the left ventricle. Yes. that then allows us that that ventricle so for those that aren't familiar with the heart like there are four chambers in the heart and blood pumps through those four chambers and then out of your heart why do we want that left ventricle to get that eccentric load on it to grow to make it bigger and stronger um, to muscle yeah to muscle
1: uh it's odd uh, there's a point where we you don't want to People die from enlarged hearts, right? You don't want to over enlarge your heart, but in a healthy way, that's what zone two is doing. It's actually making your heart bigger and stronger, um, from a, a hypertrophic standpoint,
0: the same way that doing hypertrophy work for your arms is. Every time one of us says hypertrophy, I just want to laugh because Pamela cannot pronounce that word. And now every time I hear it, what, how does she say it? Do you remember Johnny? I know this isn't the side people I, that want to hear about zone two. Uh, hypertro I can't hypertrophy I can't yeah it's I can't, have it on our social media page we'll have to post that again sometime yes. soon but I spent years trying to get her to teach it say it correctly that's still just cracks me up when I hear anybody say it because I think of Pamela right away uh
1: right, back on track. she but oh, sorry off track for one second she said it right on a call we had the other day and was so proud of herself <laughs>
0: like she stopped the call to tell us like I said it right guys Nice. Yeah, it's great. So if we do this zone two work, like that is not what we do in CrossFit workouts, though. Like it, you'll every now and then see a workout that might look zone two ish, but that's pretty rare in the CrossFit space. Where most workouts are in the six to fifteen minute range is where seventy five percent of your CrossFit workouts, if not more, are going to land. So why do this longer workout? Because that, from the principle of specificity, doesn't sound like it would actually improve that stuff. How does it help
1: your actual crossfit? It allows you to get more oxygen into your blood. It allows you to get more blood in your bloodstream because your heart's bigger, can take more blood in and then pump that through your lungs, which gives you more oxygen, which allows you you to do more, right? Because you're not hitting that anaerobic standpoint, which we know you can't hang out in for very long. So it kind of, um, if your threshold now is at 155 beats per minute, um, it will uh, help you lower that threshold. So, or raise that threshold, sorry. Um, So you actually, you know, if you're currently can do Fran, your heart rate's 155 and that's your puke zone, and you do a bunch of zone two work. Um, you do Fran in the same time, you won't feel the pukey feeling, and you won't be, you literally won't be as out of breath um or working as hard, which means that you could then push it farther. So you could actually uh gain more work. And it it feels like it's counterintuitive because you're going slow to go fast. Uh, but Like most athletes who just do zone two work will lower a 5k time considerably from just doing zone two work because they're able to have so much more oxygenated blood circulating through their body when they're actually going faster. So, when they have their heart going pitter patter as fast as it can, it's pushing more blood through, um, which is freaking cool.
0: You also believe that between sessions will people recover better if they have a, a larger aerobic base? Uh, that's that's what the
1: research says. Yeah. It says that, uh, I'm trying to think of the study, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, there is a, tons of research, especially done by companies that make lots of money. So Polar is one. Um, so you want to take it with a slight grain of salt, but that says that if you have a larger aerobic base, um, that the that your muscle tissue and tendons will actually get better faster because they're able to have more oxygenated blood circulating through your body. Uh, Is that kind of the same thing from physical therapy land?
0: Yeah. So I think your, your overall ability to recover will, will go up. And from a physical therapist standpoint, I have a lot of people do zone two, not even just from the physiological side, but, you know, so many CrossFitters are type A that just want to get slammed in the gym. They're also hardworking, you know, in their actual work life, they got a lot going on and type two stuff is really good for, Downregulating your nervous system and helping your nervous system recover so that they can go harder in the next workout that's an all out effort. That's crazy. So I do want to add one thing into this, um, that is important as we're
1: talking about this. It's also not fast. You get benefit from this and, and you get benefit from the healing standpoint and all these things we're talking about, but to really see like a lot of meaningful change, uh, to your performance, it, like the research kind of says it can take up to six months of consistent zone two work. So if we're looking at that from a prescriptive standpoint, uh, you need like a session a week at. To start at least, if especially you're not doing it now, for somewhere in the neighborhood of six months before you would go test a workout like Fran Diane, something that's short and fast and see a crazy gain from it. It will help you recover. It will create meaningful change. But the the kind of damn, I I is there a shortcut there, fact is that it takes a while
0: and you have to be consistent with this. So six months once a week, how long should people be aiming for? on those once a week workouts
1: perfect 100% would be 60 minutes Um, 30 minutes there's plenty of instance of seeing meaningful improvements after 30 so think of 30 as your minimal effective dose if you have the time um, throw in an hour session a
0: week and that will take you to all sorts of places you've never been before so for me, Monday through Friday is my, my CrossFit and my strength stuff. And I either choose Saturday or Sunday to do a longer steady state thing, like one of those intervals or if my son's having a day where he just will not be quiet, he loves to go out in his uh, running stroller. And so I'll take him out for a long run walk on the weekend when he just needs to chill out and get out of the house.
1: That's, once I mean, a that's it. A- Perfect. Dude, that's just once a week though. Yeah right cuz any more than that then it's just obnoxious then you're you know like a full time athlete throwing hour sessions in at the end of your day to try and get your zone 2 work in uh i i think um the be- that's the one of the best parts of zone 2 work is that it can be something that you do as part of your life, right? Like you can, if you like walking your dogs or like hiking, there's, you can get yourself into zone two, uh, in those activities and not have to go make this like some separate day at the gym. You can just make it part of your life. You can generally your friends that don't do CrossFit don't hate you or don't hate doing zone two with you. Cause it doesn't hurt that bad. Uh, so those are other really creative ways. Um, but i think from a if you're looking to get some specificity around this um we have a, a, a aerobic based running program and then build your engine program that both periodize this into what you're doing so if you're like hey i'm just not going to go out and take my dog on kind of a quick walk or my kid on a kind of quick walk on saturdays or sundays then this is a meaningful way to do it um or the the n- no thought way is just to get on a get on a bike erg and put on a watch or a heart rate monitor and just look at it. So, um, but do it, do it. And you will be a better CrossFitter.
0: Awesome. Anything else to add there? I think that was pretty, uh, pretty comprehensive yet. Not too much in the weeds on the science behind zone too. I'm yeah. Assuming most of our listeners are like me where they just want to know what to do. Not exactly how it works. Uh, No, I don't think there's anything else to add to that. Oh,
1: I'll add this as well. This is a nice cherry on top. Uh, There's a great book that just came out by a guy named Dr. Peter Tia that a lot of people listen to uh, called Outlive. And he's done a ton of research around exercise and what will actually, uh, matter for your longevity. And zone two is really, really important for your VO two max, um, as you age. So, uh, we generally see people lose that capacity by 10% per year after 40. Um, but the more zone two that you kind of put into your exercise diet, the longer that you'll sustain the higher VO two max. And if you're a crossfitter that cares about competing, um, even in the gym you need to keep that vo2 max kind of high in order to actually be able to perform at the high level
0: well if we're going to mention books let's throw in one other book joel jameson ultimate mma conditioning yeah um by far the best book i've ever read in terms of conditioning so if you want to go into the weeds of understanding why zone two stuff is so important that is a great book that hits the science but isn't like reading a boring research paper yeah
1: yeah it's really really good joel's joel's a legend in the space for sure so
0: Cool. Hope well, that thank you for outlining that stuff, Johnny. And uh, we'll see you all here on the podcast next time.